welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the 34th. We are going up in the digits, my brother. We are. 34th uh, episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today I got inspired by someone who accused me of being mean and having no empathy to talk about that topic empathy with my friend vincent here what do you think vincent is that a good one i can't believe that can't believe they said that to you i know mean like mean it makes no sense yeah all right so you know well since we're going to talk about empathy i think that we should first properly define what empathy is right let's so we're gonna run to miriam she's such a cool chick she says the empathy is the action of understanding being aware of being sensitive to and vicariously experiencing the feelings thoughts and experience of another of either the past or present without having the feelings thoughts and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. Mm. Whatever that means. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. Empathy. What is it in your view? Well, my, my go-to definition wouldn't have been as extensive as that, but it would have been around the idea of understanding where the other person is coming from, understanding their point of view, and also... I think making it a point of trying to understand their point of view because it's it's one thing thinking that you know but it's another thing actually knowing and often in order to do that you need to be curious ask questions um and show a sensitivity around that rather than just riding in with your impression and the usual thing uh, offer them advice um, which of course nobody wants. So that would be my sense. It's it's um, not just having the understanding, but it's the uh, desire to understand as well. But there's there's a couple of questions here actually that uh, are coming up with me, or for me rather. Can we ever understand? I mean fully what the other person is going through, and what does it even mean to understand? I mean. What does it mean if I understand what you're going through? 
let's say you went through a horrible experience, mm. you know, say, God forbid, someone, let not, let's not even <laughs> hypothetically uh, assume that that someone is either of us, but someone loses a child, mm. you know, and then what would be the proper way of being empathetic to that person? Would you put yourself in their place? You know, hypothetically, try to imagine what that would be like? Or would you assume that, oh, this is one of the most horrible things that can happen to anyone? And so how do you become empathetic to that? Because being empathetic means that... I guess you you have an understanding, you have a perspective of uh, what this is about, how horrible it is. You get the perspective, but then at the same time, you don't, it's like someone is in the hole, you don't jump in the hole with them. You hopefully extend your hand to pull them out or help them help themselves be pulled out. But... My perspective, and uh, specifically because we're all about the mind here, is that perhaps, perhaps there's no way to really understand. And because understanding logically, yeah, you understand, oh, that's, that's a horrible thing. You lost your job. Oh, my God. That's horrible. You know, because I'm thinking, oh, what would happen to me if I lost, you know, my ability to provide for my family? Mm. And that's, that's a horrible thought. Uh, but the ability to put yourself in that situation means that you can really visualize, you can really imagine yourself being there and in some kind of magical sense, I guess, get there in your mind uh, and, and see what, it, what that feels like and then decide what it is that you would do instead See, because that's where it really counts, I guess. When someone is in a horrible place and you manage to put yourself in a similar position uh, mentally and emotionally and you come up with an idea. Hey, you know, I think that lamenting is good and there is a place for it and a time for it. But how about doing something? How about being in action in, in any way? And of course... The other person could be, as it happened with me, how can you be so insensitive? <laughs> it doesn't mean you weren't empathic, though. And I think that's, I mean, my, my, uh, that's why my thing is, and I do get your point about the fact that how can we truly understand what someone is going through? Because I think a lot of our um, understanding comes from our own point of reference or own points of reference so if you've ever lost a job and somebody lost a job you bring yourself back potentially to what that felt like so therefore it's easy to see what that might look like as a general concept but you don't necessarily know whether the person on losing their job were humiliated by their boss and you know accused of doing something that they didn't do or you don't know any of the context really but I think it's more, that's why I think it's more about seeking to understand and giving the person the opportunity to almost to process and explain what's going on. And that is probably of greater value than 
you putting yourself into their position and using that, using your imagination uh, to actually come up with some idea or some suggestion for them. So, and and I think it, there's also another side to it as well. I mean, it it can be when someone is 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 down or has had some kind of tragedy, whatever. But it can also be on the other side. I mean, empathy. I once um, did a series of sessions. Uh, it was I think it was called the Journey. It was a book which was written by a lady called Brandon Bays, and um, I was going through some stuff at the time and. Uh, the, the the process involved, there were several aspects to it, but one of the, the, the aspects related to um, if you had, in, in my case, there was, the, there was a couple of individuals who had been particularly unpleasant to me when I was growing up. And uh, having gone through a kind of a hypnotic kind of state, et cetera, to come up with these these people and these issues being at the core of what I was uh, going through at the time, part the ending process was this concept of the campfire, and the campfire was was intended for you to to be on one side, and you visualized having the other people on the other side, and you visualized yourself having the conversation with them, asking them why they did what they did, and then as part of it, you it was almost like you got up and ran around the other side, and you answered for them as to why you thought it was that they did what they did. But you were speaking as if it was them. And you had this back and forth dialogue going on and ultimately arriving at, in, in, in my head, a kind of a settlement of the issue because I felt that there was, I got a greater insight by just imagining what the person was going through at the time that they were unpleasant to me. So, so in that case, it was it was been used as a way of making um, bringing peace to a situation for me as much as it was like the situation you talk about where someone is down and you're trying to empathize with them in order to understand uh, what what's what's going on and help them. So I think there's a number of levels and a number of situations where it's relevant. Yeah, I agree with what you mentioned is uh, actually I think we talked about perhaps. I think we have in the past uh, that situation that you mentioned. That technique, in hypnotic terms, is called uh, porch therapy. Okay. Well, and you can actually use it uh, not only for somebody else, like a, another person. You can mm -hmm. use it to converse with different parts of yourself, and uh, yes. that uh, has a lot of benefits when it comes to trying to actually physically heal yourself. You can talk to a cancer, you know, um, yeah. and, and things like that. It's, it's pretty fascinating. And that was that was actually the, the, the initial part of it was uh, involved a situation where you imagine going into your body and coming up against, you know, some blockage or some issue or some pain and speaking to it and hearing what it had to say. So that was actually something that was, that was an initial phase of it. So that was, that was closer to what I would have understood parts uh, therapy to be. Um, I wouldn't have understood it to be um, the campfire process as well. But it's interesting. Right. So I agree with you when you say that the place of empathy that you put yourself in was ultimately 
not for these people, but it was for you. Mm. It was because you needed to reframe the event or the events that caused you pain. And uh, in doing so, free yourself of that pain in the yeah. process, hopefully. But when it comes to somebody else, let's say we have a loved one or a friend um, that is going through something that is very uncomfortable or painful, is there a benefit even in being empathetic? Because what, is, what could be the benefit of understanding where the person is, even if it is, even if you don't commiserate with them, what could be the benefit of understanding where they are? The benefit to them? Do we help them? I mean, if I see, if someone is, uh, is, is down, let's actually use, we can either use the process of uh, an ayahuasca ceremony, for example, uh, which as we've mentioned, in, in many cases is, a very uncomfortable process or training you know the martial art like when i train naikido and of course i have to go through painful and uncomfortable uh, and exhausting parts in there so we know that the mind and by the mind once again we're referring to the subconscious mind uh, that is who provides the power who provides the juice who provides the fuel for a anything that we need to do mm. so that mind is also a child and it's also very lazy and doesn't feel like doing the work if it doesn't think it's absolutely necessary to do the work otherwise uh, the whole organism is being threatened with extinction extinction or you know uh, massive uh, pain or hurt, uh, you know, incapacitation, whatever. Mm. What that means is when I fall down uh, because I'm sparring during Aikido and I feel like, oh, I need a moment to, I need a moment to catch my breath. And of course, depending on who the instructor might be, they know that in some way, you're bullshitting. I mean, you're not necessarily bullshitting consciously, but you're bullshitting subconsciously because you want to step away from having to do the work. Mm. And so by inciting the, the reasons that, oh my, I'm, I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh my God, please. Just give me a minute. <laughs> so by doing that, Right, you you put up all the all the theatrics and all the uh, excuses the subconscious mind can provide in order to sufficiently be left alone, because you know the other person's like, oh shit, you know, I don't, I say, are you okay? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't mean to, you know, bring it to that level of exhaustion or hurt you. Are you hurt? So when it comes to growth, because we are talking about growth here, uh, every time, this is our goal, right? finding ways to grow and to become more powerful, to become more wise, more knowledgeable, more skillful, happier, 
and uh, more content, more purposeful. So does it serve you? You know, like if you're, let's say you're attending a, a, an ayahuasca ceremony with me and you're, you're in a very uncomfortable place and you're going through, you're physically uncomfortable and you're also, of course, emotionally uncomfortable because now you have been presented, you know, in your face, so to speak, uh, with all the stuff that has been a major trauma for you in the past and, and you didn't want to face it. Now you are called to face it because you can't avoid it. So, so now you're like, oh, please, please help me. Help me. <laughs> this is, I can't. I'm, I'm really, I'm go and this is how a lot of people, not a lot of people actually, some people uh, lose their shit during, uh, during the process like this because everything that they have to defend, you know, the demon, because this is an exorcism of some sort, right? So the demon will put up, have, have you seen, oh, you've seen this, uh, you, you have seen, must have, the exorcist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Masterpiece. So, so here's what happens. If you, if you go in there and you, you are in the process, like uh, Father Karas is in the process, and he has managed to, you know, shove his boot up the demon's ass, so to speak, you know, at a specific moment. And the demon is uncomfortable, right? So the demon's like, oh, shit, you know, this is like, this is, I got to I got to do something. I do something, get myself out of this. And so he starts talking to his mother's voice, right? Who uh, is a Greek woman. <laughs> and she starts, she's like, why are you doing this to me, my son? Why? Why do you have to be, you know what I mean? It appeals to, <laughs> of course, his emotional, you know, weakness. Because, you know, the demon knows that the guy it won't have the strength to be confronted now with something that feels like his mother from the other side, because she died recently after he had whatever, like a, an argument with her, and, and, and he can't forgive himself. So now she's like, you know, trying to appeal to his, uh, his, his good nature's son. It's like, stop, don't do this. This is really, this, this is hurting me. This is really, you know what I mean? <laughs> so this is, as we would call, a trick and a really good one. So the subconscious mind is filled with those motherfathers, right? Because, because it wants to get away from having to do the work. It doesn't like to be challenged. Well, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I imagine that... Uh... If I was being that snowflake in the uh, in the ayahuasca ceremony, that you would say, "No, stick with it," or words to that effect. Um, <laughs> this this is doing you good. Um, all good medicine tastes horrible, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, and, but I don't think that people who with whom you can be empathic necessarily are doing anything to lull you into that sense of feeling sorry for them. I mean, I think that it, it really depends on what your intentions are. If your intentions are to 
teach them something, then they may have a situation like the priest in The Exorcist or maybe learning something in, in Aikido where you've pushed them and they don't think that they can go any further and they want you to let them off the hook. But you know better because you're the teacher. In that way, I think you do. You already have the understanding and you know what you need to do to push them through. So to me, that's actually quite good um, understanding, i.e. empathy, and therefore how you push them to help them get over their barrier is actually part of their journey. Um, I think that... So I think when, when, someone is, when someone is in a particular place, if you, I, I think that for me the difference between, between empathy and one's normal reaction to someone else's behavior is that if we just take the, that other person's behavior, whether it's aggressive, whether it's, um, you know, they collapse on the floor in a, in a heap, um, an emotional heap, how you react to that is really what this is all about because our natural tendency is to uh, just react to what we see in front of us. So if someone comes at us with anger, anger, we tend to come back with anger or certainly to defend ourselves. If someone comes at us with, with emotion, then our tendency is to rush in and do the, um, you know, the sympathetic thing. I think real empathy is not doing either of those. It's it's stopping yourself and asking what's going on here. And whether you ask it to yourself and then begin to ask the other person, um, that can change the whole dynamic of what you're faced with. Because someone who's very aggressive towards you can suddenly uh, soften completely, purely by virtue of the fact that you're asking them questions about what's going on for them. And you're trying with curiosity to to reach them, I suppose, and that can change a whole situation around. And someone who, I mean, I've had situations in coaching scenarios where people will start to talk and they'll suddenly start to cry. And my initial reaction was, oh, my God, I need to get the Kleenex and, you know, start handing them tissues so that they can, you know, I suppose, to some extent, wallow in it. Um, whereas what I learned laterally was that no, I don't don't get involved. That actually what they're going through, even though I don't know specifically what they're going through, but what they're going through is a purging of emotion. So why would we want to be rushing in to stop it? Why not let them continue with the process and work through it themselves? So in that case, being empathic is just knowing what's going on. Right, um, for them. and I, I'm in agreement with you 100%. So the problem is here that most people, again, most people, I don't, I don't know, a lot of people <laughs> don't. Well, societal norms are right. Society, right. Thank you. So the societal norms are that you know you're supposed to be that kind of person, and of course now in this day and age, um, where everybody is offended, you know what I mean? So you cough, mm. especially if you cough, people get offended. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So everyone gets offended 
<coughs> then I coughed. Um, no matter what happens, right? Because people feel that being offended is their right. You know, that it makes me, <laughs> like, this is a privilege. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you say this? As if you, everyone is a keeper of the words, right? And, mm. and you're supposed to, to act according to somebody else's accepting or rejecting of the words, because if you dare to say the words or mention the feelings that someone else is not comfortable with, then you are an asshole. But this is detrimental to, to a society, societal growth and, of course, to the individual's growth. Because you can't go anywhere from, from that point. You just, this is a, a crippling effect. Being offended... Mm. Uh, and of course, how can you, because this is about, you know, like people say, oh, you know, you can't like, dress up like Pocahontas because that's cultural appropriation, <laughs> right? So, but then what happens? What happens when you do that? I mean, does it serve uh, a, a group of people or a, a certain kind of people, a person to not push their buttons? Because that's what this is really about mm. yeah. you know i mean does it serve you if we're together and if i care about your growth right does it serve you if i don't push your buttons because i personally i've always wanted and the people that are close to me know that i not only am i expecting my buttons to be pushed i i demand it because this is for me and uh, an excuse. <laughs> this is for me an opportunity to dig deeper into what might be another trap, mental trap for me. And yeah. and if you are in a mental trap, then you don't want to move. You know, you just stay there. You know, like this card, this tarot card. Uh, it's called the hangman. You know, there's a bound man upside you know hanging upside down mm. not very uncomfortable as it doesn't look but that card within that card if you look at the the face of the person upside down and bound it's a very zen very calm very serene because ultimately the magic of the hangman is being able to be bound and find the strength, find the wisdom, find the gift in being able to cope with that and understand that it has to give you uh, gifts. It has beautiful solutions to offer any kind of uh, seemingly horrible situations, right? Any kind of problem is there mm. to provide solutions uh, for things that uh, maybe we don't even know that uh, there could be solutions. Sure. You know. I mean, I think that's, I don't know where I was reading. I was reading something in the, in the past 24 hours uh, about that very issue, about the fact that, you know, there's learning in everything, in every experience, and that that often the the less pleasant experiences we're, we're rushing to get ourselves out of them and we're rushing to get other people out of them because 
seeing someone else who's suffering makes us feel bad, so therefore we just want to fix it, um, which hence the culture there, there is around wanting to tell people what to do and give them advice, even when we don't really understand what we're doing. And therefore, there's always this rush to take ourselves out of the discomfort, when in fact, working our way through the discomfort and coming out the other side is actually the quickest way to get permanently out of the discomfort, because if we don't allow the person to do that, then and be there for them and support them, then the chances are that they will suppress it. And maybe a day or two or a week or months later, they still haven't processed the situation and they won't have anyone there to help them in the event that they need to go through it. So it's, it's, um, there is a, a, a cultural thing of wanting to rush in and fix things, which isn't healthy, absolutely. But I think there's a difference between that and being in a situation where someone is, like the ayahuasca situation, where you know, having been through this process yourself multiple times and having witnessed and, I suppose, facilitated other people going through it, you know when someone is going through a difficult time in the ceremony that, you know, you know what to do. You know how to deal with it. And therefore, what may come across as being harsh or lacking in empathy or whatever actually is more based on knowledge and experience and guiding someone as to how they need to proceed. So I think that's that's a, a you know a distinction that I would would uh, would make. I think a lot of people mis misinterpret what the word empathy is. For me, and and this again is is uh, my uh, relatively recent uh, learning in recent years is that I would have had empathy in the same category as sympathy. I think people tend to see the two of them uh, pretty much the same, probably because they end with the same same letters. Um, and for me, empathy is just about understanding, seeking to understand. Sympathy is about, you know, giving the, the sympathetic kind of arm around them and supportive and all of that. I think the two are completely different. Um, but I think if you're not giving sympathy, um, people can often accuse you of not been empathic. And that perhaps is what went on in the situation that you mentioned at the start with your friend. They wanted sympathy, but they said you 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 um you weren't being empathic. When I think you were, you were just being, you could say, giving tough love maybe. Right. And there is I'm gonna mention that um example and it actually was at a an ayahuasca uh gathering. Okay. And there was this uh, lady, and she had, uh, of course, she was going through a process. Uh, and, and then her friend was sitting right next to her. And at some point, she starts, I, you know, I because, you know, I'm, when I'm in my, in my process, usually my eyes are closed, but I'm hyper aware of what's happening around me. And uh, I hear, you know, which one, like... <laughs> So, and, and of course, I, I I give it a few minutes because I'm like, well, some maybe someone needs to, you know, say, or, you know, needs like a tissue or whatever, you know, water. 
so I let it go, and then it kept on continuing. Like, so I, <laughs> I opened my eyes, and I, I say to the, to the lady, I said to her, look, um, I think, especially since that was like her first time, I think you might, you might uh, if, if you're looking for uh, insights in this situation, you're more likely to get them if you're not having a conversation. Now, you can have all the conversations in the world in the morning. But I think now you should allow yourself to go through your process. And, um, you know, she, she was wounded by, by this. <laughs> Mm. But ironically, now here's what here's what she told me. It's really nice, you know, nice lady. She meant well, of course. But but we talked about it the next day, and she said, "Well, it's unbelievable because you know when you said that to me, uh, then what brought this up, which is what she was actually discussing with a friend, what brought this up for me is the fact that I always disappoint everyone." <laughs> Right? Like, I'm never, I can never, you know, do it right. I always disappoint someone. And, and so I guess, you know, in pure reflection of, of that kind of uh, uh, trait, I guess, that she has, uh, she, she found in her mind that she disappointed me. <laughs> so so, so she, but she, she goes to me. But, you know, while in the moment when I said that to her, she goes, oh, no, I was trying to, because she tried to kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, give me an explanation. Like, no, yeah. no, no, look, I don't give a shit. You don't need to, to explain this to me. I don't care. You know, if you want to talk, talk to your heart's content. I'm just telling you that it doesn't serve you to be in conversation right now, right? It's amazing how we are so deeply conditioned to care so much about what other people think about us mm. that uh, we will step, you know, shoot, shoot ourselves on the foot uh, repeatedly because we think that this is, oh, you know, Am I am I being you know, am I being not sensitive enough? You know, everyone everyone, especially in this society, feels like they have to be sensitive about everyone's needs all the time. And of course, if you do that, if you do that, you cripple yourself in uh, in the process because you lose face of who you are. You have no idea because you can't even reflect. You know, within yourself. That's why people. Of this kind of, uh, you know, like New Ages, like we mentioned New Ages, my favorite kinds of people. Uh, I love them, though. They're wonderful. <laughs> they, they have this thing where they feel bad when they feel bad, you know. They feel bad when they feel angry. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I, I shouldn't be angry. I gotta be positive. <laughs> I gotta be positive. You know, and of course, we talked about being positive. Mm. Uh, and, and that is not something, that's not Absolutely not something that serves you, not something that helps you, not something that can be a bridge for you to get on the other side of the situation because you can assess what the hell is going on while you are in this. Because you're thinking about the, oh, did I say something to insult Vincent? And what would I ever? Uh, but, um, you know, that's, 
Most people are more concerned about what other people think of them than what they even think of themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I had I had this uh, this conversation with someone just today, and uh, and and the challenges challenges they have in in running their business because they are um, so caught up with the idea of needing to be liked and needing not to upset other people and to have other people think that they're they're great. So as a result of it, they don't say no. They end up making decisions which are all about other people's priorities and their priorities are last. And they end up getting themselves into an emotional, mental um, mess, all coming from that particular um, scenario. And, and the idea of saying no to people doesn't, doesn't sit easy with them. And the other one that comes up is that when someone um, says something challenging, because I had this conversation with someone around internet trolls the other the other evening, and they felt the need to rush in and respond, you know, to get into the ring. Uh, so somebody, you put up a video and someone comes in and says, that's a piece of shit, you know, anyone could do that. And then you jump in with a comment like, well, I'd like to see you try, and do you realize how long this took me? And, and then you end up in this tit-for-tat situation. You end up in really angry and energy-drained, and they've just had fun just taking the piss and they don't even know you. You do, you don't even know them, but you've got involved in this keyboard warrior session. And all of that comes from the need to be liked and um, not to be criticized and all of which draws you into other people's stories and into their individual rings. It's fascinating. Well, it's, it's, it's funny how um, actually the ones that are more skillful, uh, the people that uh, use the social media to actually make the most uh, impact for themselves primarily, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> get traffic and things like that. You know, many times they will say something outrageous and then have people go lose their shit. You know, it will be like a... <laughs> A stream of like a thousand and five hundred, you know, comments back and forth, and of course they never even they interfere. You know what I mean? Like the person who yeah. authored this, they don't give a shit. They're not, they're not gonna. Yes, they just just took the the ring out and tossed it in. <laughs> Off they go. Because this is the bait, you know. Yeah. And of yeah. course, uh, this is I mean, energetically, energetically that would be a, a magical attack. Because you get, you know, I mean, it's, it's like if I can, and we've talked about that so many times before, if I can use a, a single word to make you lose your shit, then what happens? Then I can manipulate you. Yeah. Then I can use your energy, I, uh, you know, for my benefit and, of course, against you. So I'm Aikidoing. Like Aikido. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you. And... You fall for it every single time. Yeah. Now, how can we empower the society? And speaking of that, we are uh, I, at the time of, of uh, recording, 
this podcast, we are one day away from the end of the world. <laughs> and by that, I mean the American election. Just the, just the free world, just the free world. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you saw, but you know, down in the in Manhattan, all the stores are like boarding up. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, you know they're store frauds. You know, people are like, oh shit! You know, it's like, this the is it. The apocalypse is coming. Is coming. <laughs> so, but it, to me, it's it's oh, it's it's juicy. Because I see this as such a major weakness of this society, man. The people are fucked up, brother. There is nothing redeemable about these people. They, they, specifically because, you know, either, I mean, I don't you know how I feel about all politicians, right? But, but uh, specifically, uh, the fact that someone thinks that they are actually being, you know, taken... Uh, making good use of their democratic uh, <laughs> privilege to go there and fuck shit up because they don't agree with, with whatever it is that happens out there. You know, this is like, you know, going to a, uh, to, to a football match or like a wrestling match or whatever. And then, you know, because you're whoever it is that you rooted for loses, then you have to go and protest that. So what is the point of actually having a confrontation in the first place? Right? Like, what are we, why are we even uh, doing this? Because, I mean, first of all, whatever everyone thinks of the process of the elections, I have to, of course, the, the cynical motherfucker that I am, <laughs> stand by George Carlin's brilliant uh, statement that said if the elections could change things, they would be illegal. <laughs> I mean, wow, you know, look, it makes total sense because I'm sorry for what I'm just about to say because it may hurt people's feelings, but this isn't a democracy. You know, and guess what? There has never been a democracy in this world. And I say that coming from the place and the ancestors that coined the term and the system. There has never been a democracy in this world because democracy really means uh, that the masses rule. But how is that even possible? How is it possible? Someone always rules and that someone has the power, right? The kings and the queens. And now, of course, because we have been, you know, we know better now. We're so sophisticated. We came up with a way to say, no, 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 wait. There shouldn't be one person or just a group of people ruling the world. No, that's not right. We, we should take everyone's opinion. Yeah, yeah, what do you think? What do you think, Vincent? Oh, what do you, what do you think? Maybe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you think we should do? But, but if you found yourself in a situation where you're like out camping, you know, into the wilderness, if you can find that these days, and you are with a team of people, and then something happens, you know, like there's an obstacle, you know, like you, you are out of power, you know, like the fire is 
out because there was a rainstorm and uh, or like there's no gas in the in the car um or there's a bear, you know. You, you, at that point, you have like 10 people over there. And you, you know, you might go like, okay, so what do you guys think we should do? You, 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 you. Let's take votes. But, you know, at that point, first of all, most people's opinion would be, um, uh, would be deriving from the fear. So everybody's losing the shit. They don't know what to do. This is not the point to make a rational <laughs> decision, right? But but you know it does. This is the this is the nature of the democratic system. People think, and and of course the media is like, you know, you have like Trump saying, if uh, Biden gets elected, say bye bye America, you know, and freedom. <laughs> freedom that freedom that we have enjoyed you know is Popeye and then Biden's like this guy you know so, someone asks him a, a question about like you know his shady doings <laughs> and, and he goes that's irrelevant we have to look at what this guy is doing you know look at that guy look if he, he gets elected it's, we're all fucked so, so everyone <laughs> Everyone, of course, gets in, you know, the media, uh, which, of course, they will make the best out of throwing, you know, fuel in the fire because that's what they do best, because that's what they're here to do. Mm. You know, and then be like, you know, while everyone is losing their shit, like, we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you watch them all. Yeah, that's right. You know, and of course, and this is what I'm about to say is 100,000% true. When this is happening, uh, the commercials that you buy are like a hundred times you know, more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like Super Bowl. Yeah, what? The aliens came down? You know, wait, we'll be back after these messages. You know, Toyota, you know, and, and you know, this. <laughs> This, this is the point where people are paying, you know, the corporations are paying the big bucks because everyone is like glued to the TV, right? Because they can't, they can't, they have to. And now there's so many ways to look at this thing and laugh your ass off because what happens at this moment? We have explained that very many times, right? You are at the moment of rage or fear or whatever it is, you know. What? Jesus is coming back? And uh, at that point, the critical factor has gone bye-bye. He's going to Wendy's to get a couple of burgers. And you are in a deep, deep trance, right? And you are in hypnosis mode and anything anyone does or says is going to put you into a program uh, reaction uh, mode uh, is going to push all your buttons and is going to trigger the hell out of you and they will laugh all the way to the bank my brother so that's what this is all really really about you know, and the trolling and all this kind of crap and everyone's like oh how dare this is really this is wrong <laughs> Why is this even allowed? Right? People, people have lost their minds, quite literally. People have lost their minds. So I, I don't know what's going to happen a couple of days from now, but I am safe in the woods. <laughs> Given that we started talking about empathy, I mean, 
really the co- the core of what they're playing on, um, apart from building on the programming that they've always been doing. What they're playing on is the fact that people have not been encouraged to really have empathy. That what people are done, like everything has been, difference has been emphasized. And I'm talking about all around the world in all kinds of different situations. The, the way in which, the, the way that you have these opposing groups, they're all based on the idea that one group of people has no empathy or understanding of the other group of people. And the only time anything ever comes together is when some some randomer kind of breaks away and then starts some kind of dialogue which comes from a place of wanting to understand the other side. But it doesn't serve anyone for people to do that. It doesn't serve at the people who are making the money and the people who want control for people to want to actually have empathy with each other. It serves them more to have people at, at each other's throats and to emphasize the difference, whether it be red or blue, or whether it's Catholic or Protestant or US or China or whatever it might be. It, it, it serves all of these people to ensure that there's division and that there, there isn't this capacity for people to empathize and understand each other. Because as soon as you have that, then suddenly the differences start to melt away and the kind of division that lots of these people profit from also drops away. And it's not in their interest to have people being empathic towards each other. That's right. And, and you know, since we spoke about the election, I, I was thinking about that the other day. And I'm thinking, you know, someone if someone goes and says, you know, to... Uh, to a Biden supporter, I I'm gonna vote for Trump. The other person's like, oh, how dare you? It's actually very funny to watch. You know how people completely get possessed by this, you know, rage, and they can't even fathom. And of course, the the same thing happens on the other side. You know what? You're gonna vote for uh, vote for Biden? Are you retarded? So the the two the two uh, arguments here is like what vote for Trump? Are you heartless fucking pig who is a racist and misogynist and uh, what, what do I, am I missing it? No, I think probably just keep going. Can have Miriam there? And you oh, and I, I forgot I forgot Nazi. <laughs> now. and then of course you know someone if someone says I'm voting for Biden, you know the the Trump support is like. Are you a moron? <laughs> Are you completely out of your mind? How stupid can you be? You know what I mean? So, so this is, I guess, this is like the intellect versus, you know, the uh, apathy or like the uh, evil, right? I- evil versus, you know, stupidity. <laughs> These are the two faces of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking to myself, look, this... These people, both of them, I have to accept in my heart that both, the majority of, of both of those, uh, you know, sides, they all, both want the same things. Like, I, don't, I have never met someone who's a Trump supporter that wants this country to go to hell. <laughs> that wants, you know, women to be subjugated and people of color to be back into the, the uh, plantations. 
I'm sorry. You know, in their mind, they believe that this person is going to go out there and do the best for the country, right? So, and now in in a similar fashion, but you know, with different approaches, you know, different recipes. The other, the Biden people, want the same thing. So, if all of them want this country to do well how is it that we can have one segment hating the other like really literally hating no 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 wait if this guy gets elected i will burn down the country and that's how we're gonna make it good <laughs> it's gonna be awesome you know let's burn it down because that's gonna be much better you know for the economy too <laughs> and that's and that's the point it's it's the fact that Nobody has really learned about empathy and understanding or how to resolve issues. They just see it as being, it's like a, it's like a football supporters. That's right. You know, it's, it's um, like the stakes are, are higher, but it, this, it's the same mentality that you'll have on the terraces that are, you know, rivals in a football match and people lose their shit. People who would be, you know, intelligent lawyers and captains of industry by day and then you put them into a situation, you know, a sports arena at night and they're um, hurling abuse at each other and losing their shit. And that's what this is about. And the, the interesting thing is that probably once once it gets settled and this thing clears, a lot of the people who are very vociferous at the moment, like once there's a result one way or the other, a lot of the people who are very vociferous um, will kind of just go back to doing what they do. But it's just like it's, as it's built up to this crescendo of the, the vote, it's like as if that's that's in the game. The game is on and that's when we we have a right to um, become primitive and primeval in our behaviour. Uh, but then we'll go back to being normal people once the actual game is over and uh, we just want to get on with our lives and, and be safe and well and hope that everyone around us is okay. But, but these people, as you said, the media and the people who are behind stoking up the divisions are very clever because it, they're, they're, they're gaining from the controversy and they're gaining from the conflict. So why not keep it stoked up? That's right. They, and they've been doing, I mean, they're, they're really good because they've been doing it for millennia. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. these are the same groups of people that have been governing and being uh, the, the power that be, uh, that makes the world go one way or another way. These are the people that declare the wars, and these are the people who say, oh, you know, do you care about your country? Are you a patriot? Well, if you are, would you like to see your wife raped and your kids slaughtered? No, you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. Now, go to the other country and fuck them up. <laughs> Because otherwise, <laughs> you know, or like uh, I remember when after 9-11, you know, Bush would come in at some point and, you know, everything was like the, nobody would go out and do anything, and, you know, partake in the economy. <laughs> you know, everything was collapsing, right? People were scared shitless. And so he comes out because, you know, you have to go about your everyday business and go out there. And buy things. Otherwise, the terrorists win. <laughs> oh, man. Life is so comical, my brother. 
It is just insanity. I mean, qu- quite literally, is this insanity? Look, it's we've seen it all over the world. The insanity of people and the the degrees to which they will go to to claim their to to claim that they're right, and the degrees to which they will go to put the other side down, and they will do very nasty things to them, as we've seen um, over the years. Uh, just because someone happens to be wearing red or blue or green or whatever color, you're identified as been different, and therefore I hate you just because you're wearing a different color. It may be the color of your skin, or maybe the color of the jersey that you support, or the color of the party that you you're, you vote for. But people are insane, insane. And stoked up, as we've talked before, about the way in which that insanity is, is, um, is programmed. And it's, it's programmed on a continuous, insidious basis on a, uh, you know, through media, predominantly. And presumably it was through other means before electronic media came into play. People used to do speeches and, and all that sort of stuff to thousands of people and messages being sent and by pigeon and all that sort of stuff. But it was enough to still keep people separated. It was probably easier to keep people separated because all the people of a particular ilk or a particular following kind of lived together and then all the other nasty people lived on the other side and it was easy to keep them separate and uh, uh, in conflict with each other. Whereas now it's we're all mixed in together, so you have to use different methods to separate people. Right. Okay. And I mean, a lot of that stuff is breads and circuses, of course, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? I don't know. It's, it's, hey, why don't you come to the Colosseum? And do you want to see some Christians get fucked up in by lions? And as if that wasn't enough of a bonus, you, you get to eat bread for free. <laughs> Uh, I mean, whoa, how can you pass this opportunity? So it's, what, what can anyone say? We're talking about programming here, talk about conditioning. It doesn't get any more severe than this. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Because there isn't, there, the, the funniest part about this, and the most tragic at the same time, is that there is no resolution to that. Because it has been designed to not have a resolution. Mm. Because you keep on, you keep on, it's like, it's like having, you know, um, a, a huge bonfire. And then you have like a truck that is like one of those diesel trucks. <laughs> and you keep on pouring diesel in the fire. And at the same time, you know, call the, the firefighters. <laughs> So the firefighter's like, oh shit, you know, it got, it got, it, it got uh, huge again. And they, they do like everything they can to put it out. And then, you know, on the other side, the guy's like, keeps like, smiling, keeps on pouring more gas into it. <laughs> and of course, that's like a never ending process, right? So this is yeah. because it's supposed to be like that. Because that's the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you show empathy, you know, to this? I mean, you know, the, the way, the only, since we're talking about the whole political thing over here, the only way that I can uh, exercise my empathetic self 
is what I said before. It's like I understand that both of these groups really want the same thing. The difference is that they think that the solution will come from, you know, opposing uh, ends. You know, like yeah. uh, one says, oh, Biden's going to do it. The other guy's going to ruin us. And of course, the same exact thing happens on the other side. They, but, but no one, this is what most people don't, and it is most people, <laughs> don't really consider that no one up there is interested in uniting these people because there is no um, there is no juice in the union you know yeah. it, that's why they say you divide and conquer right the more you keep the people divided the more you can laugh all the way to the bank and, and um, that same thing of course you know there's so many nuances to that right and I even put myself in the the, the jerk-off category, uh, you know, partially, because I'll give you an example. You know, because as you know, I always reflect on myself and my own goofiness. Um, the fact that we expect that shit's going to go down, right? Like everything is going to, you know, the world is up in flames. And of course, you know, I would be more susceptible to be like, you know, like I'm... I'm doing the thing on whatever, like cruising on Facebook, uh, posting my stuff. And uh, I see this ad about the most powerful flashlight in the world. This (laughs) This is what the military used when they were fighting aliens. And you can have that for $21.97. And there's only 50 available. So delivered straight to your... Bunker, yeah. That's right. You better act now. <laughs> like what? I can I can go like that and flash that light and kill someone, blind them instantly? Of course, sign me up. What? I can buy one and get one fifty percent off? Please. <laughs> Do you see? I mean, but at least I laugh with my own, you know. Proclivities, you know, insane proclivities, uh, because I understand them. You know, it's 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 therapeutic actually to to be able to allow yourself uh, sometimes to act, you know, in in such a way. But then, uh, being able to reflect is is the the juice of the matter. This is how you get to learn more and more about yourself, and then the next time you're a little more conscious. You're a little more awake to that kind of proclivity that in the past ended up, you know, blowing up in your face and made it look like an asshole to yourself primarily. And, and every, everyone is doing it. But the problem is that most people do it and feel good about it. You know, like they, they, they feel gentle. Well, I have 300 pounds of rice and 500 pounds of beans in my... Uh, <laughs> because you know I gotta be secure gotta be safe you know what I mean <laughs> hey man you know whatever floats your boat but the understanding here is that what it is that we are after here here on this podcast is after our own, we're after our own growth you know we don't want to live life like hamsters you, you know running in place 
<laughs> spinning on wheels for no reason at all other than feeding the masters of the universe. Yeah, who are leading us like, you know, like the bull with the ring on his nose and just leading it, leading us along. That's exactly it. So, I mean, to me, um, while we started off in a different, um, in a different place with empathy, to me, the ability for individual people to show empathy towards each other, whether it's people of different religions, people of different political views or whatever. That's the, the essence of um, bringing this to some kind of closure, uh, to, to bring it to some kind of reasonable resolution. Because until you bring yourself to a place where you may not understand the other person, but if you try to understand the other person, then at least you're letting down your guard and allowing yourself to be curious, to ask questions, maybe have a beer with someone and find out what it is that they're about and not try and just impose your particular view on them. I mean, it's that's where people have to take individual responsibility and that's what's going to change. That's, that's the level that it's going to change. It's not going to be whichever guy gets voted in and even if, you know, either or both of them were to keel over and die in the middle of it in, in the next few years, the next person isn't going to solve it. These, these issues are only going to be resolved by people on an individual basis and being prepared to listen and show empathy towards others because we've, we've more to, uh, we've got more that's, that we have, we've more in common than we have differences when you actually break it down. As you said, both sides of the equation want effectively the same thing. The differences are only the marginal bits at the top and they're the bits that are being spoken to by these guys and the manipulators in the media. And they're the things that have been shown to be, they have the opportunity to draw interest in learning about the other guy. You find that the differences are actually minuscule and it doesn't really matter. That's right. That's, that's got more chance of bringing people together, taking that approach. Absolutely. And bringing people together uh, is, and I, you know, I'm not saying that from a, you know, oh, let's go hug a tree type perspective, yeah. although there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I am saying that from the perspective of being able to understand yourself. Because if, you know, if you, you told me you're vegan, you're like, what? What are you, a moron? You know, and, and then you, you know, <laughs> you'll be like to me, dude, you're destroying your health. What, who's a moron here? <laughs> and then you would give me, you know, all, all the facts about, uh, you know, the meat eating uh, process um, is, is, uh, is just destroying my health. And then I would be like, dude, look at you. You look green. <laughs> but the idea here is that I, if I want to become wiser, if I want to become more intelligent, if I want to become more effective with myself, I should be able to step outside of these boundaries, outside of my own limitations. And what are my limitations? They are my programming. What I believe is true is really my programming. Yeah. And it's always that case. 
you know and, and of course if i believe that this is true and you believe that you know what you believe is true then we are facing two kinds of truths here and they're not at all the same they're not at all similar so if i am at all above the intellectual level of an ape i would want to wonder hey how how did this guy come to this truth well perhaps i should even you know like and this is the empathetic part perhaps i should just look at it and analyze it and see in how many respects i can learn something from it for my own benefit you see yeah and, and that's really where empathy can in my opinion lead to a better more evolved world not necessarily just about the fact that oh through empathy we can all learn to love each other which is mm. awesome but you know i'm going to bring it down to a very real level i'll say through empathy we can really learn so much more about ourselves and help ourselves to evolve to grow and become more effective human beings absolutely absolutely and i think this is a good way to uh to end this right let's just uh say that even if the world's on fire next week we will still come here and tell you why your mind is trying to kill you won't we and we'll give you another lesson on how to bring about world peace that's right look at you you know i say vincent byrne vincent byrne for president i'm voting thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, I would be like the, your perfect opponent too, right? Wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, look at this guy. How can you even go with him? He's just so soft. <laughs> He's too nice. He's too nice. <laughs> can't get the job done. I'm out there slaughtering turkeys, man. I'm, I care about you. I want to feed you. <laughs> Poor gobble gobbles. I know. I, I will close with that statement. I wanted to, because I took a very artistic photograph of my first um, turkey sacrifice. And, mm. and I wanted to create a meme and put it up on Thanksgiving and say, what are turkeys thankful for? <laughs> See, that's too insensitive, people. <laughs> Too yeah, especially for us vegans. Uh, but, but, but this is, you know, think about it, man. A turkey's fate, a turkey's destiny, a turkey's purpose is to become someone's dinner. I mean, holy crap, dude. That, that actually humbled me, seriously. And, uh, and as I did the, the dirty deed of letting that poor dude go hang out with Jesus, I apologized. I really apologized, uh, uh, you know, because I really truly, I hate to cause pain to any being. It's not because I understand it's, it's fucked up. It's, it's not a, this, this is what I'm about. Uh, but then thinking that, oh my God, you know, see, that's the reflection that I get. If 
The Turkish purpose is to be someone's dinner. What am I not seeing about our purpose here? Like, we don't know, right? Isn't our purpose as the slaves? You know, because, you know, I, I, I always think that the, the power that be, you know, the people that supposedly are there for our own good, you know, to guide us into a better future. What if, and when I say what if, I mean absolutely 100%, <laughs> they are laughing all the way to the bank because they see us as their food, you know, um, hopefully, metaphorically. <laughs> oh, we are turkeys. <laughs> we are the turkeys. So they sacrifice our lives for their own benefit. We abuse time once again. Yeah. And if time could get upset, we would be in a lot of trouble, my friend. <laughs> so I'd say until next week, may the gods... Uh, protect us from the apocalypse that is coming upon us. Absolutely. I mean, here in the U.S., I don't know what's going to happen with you guys. <laughs> Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.